I want you to close your eyes and then like put out your finger, put your finger and then click somewhere on the screen. One more time. One more time. One more time. One more time with purpose. Where am I picking? Just anywhere. Just until like there's a link, until it loads somewhere. Oh <laughs> Did it load? Oh my god, can you pick better? <laughs> can you pick better? <laughs> Why can't you? Oh, okay. All right, now pick, now close your eyes and pick. Hi, pick on this side. Hi, no, this side. Yeah, okay, I think we got one. Let me just click it for you. All right. We're, this is also a trashy minute reads, by the way. Okay, you can read. Read the first paragraph. Do we just start? Yeah, just read the first paragraph. I began to shake my head, denying her story, denying her the ability to take him away from me in the way she seemed intent on doing. But she persisted, and I listened helplessly. He said, You just watched him, and you gobbled up the french fries he offered. Your mother came back eventually. Jimmy said he was sure she'd be angry that he was sitting there with you. But she said, but he said she seemed nervous and kind of jittery and surprised more than anything. What is this about? Surprised my. Okay. Who's talking right now? Do you think it's Jimmy? Or is it like. No, I don't know. Okay. I don't know either. Okay. The next morning, he found you inside his truck. Maybe this is Jimmy. He found you inside his truck. He said the handle on the passenger side was busted and he couldn't lock it, making it easy for her to get in. The windows had been rolled down a few inches, and you were laying there on the front seat. Luckily, it was fairly early in the morning when he found you. Jimmy said it was hot, and your mom was a fool for leaving you inside of a cab of a car. Maybe this is like when she was a baby. Even with the windows cracked, but maybe she was wasted or strung out. Ooh, what a mom. You had a backpack stuffed with a few clothes and the little doll he carved. When he, she left you there, he didn't know. Maybe she thought he'd be nice to you. Maybe there was no one else and she was desperate. But she obviously followed him and at some point in the night left you there. Oh my god, our mom left us there. Um, I think. I think this is our mom. He's talking about our mom. Um, he went back to the truck shop when he, where he fir had first seen you and your mother. But she wasn't there and he was afraid to ask questions. Not one to draw attention to himself. So the dam. So the damn fool kept you. He should have gone to the police the first thing. After a few days, the cop showed up and asked the truck stop manager some questions. The manager was a friend of Jimmy's, so Jimmy asked what the hubbub was about. <laughs> Apparently, the body of a woman had been found at the local hotel. Wow. They printed up some pictures from her driver's license and had left one there with the manager to put up at the truck stop. One of those, if you have any information, call this number flyers, the police sometimes put out. It was your mother. <gasps> when Jimmy saw that, it scared him to death, and he moved on and took you with him. I don't know why he didn't just leave you there or go to the police, but he didn't. He didn't trust the police. Probably thought he'd be blamed for something that he had nothing to do with. He didn't even know your name. He said you just kept saying blue, blue, blue. So that's what he called you. It kind of stuck, I guess. As far as I know, no one ever came looking for you. I guess this guy has an accent because he keeps saying that your face wasn't on a milk carton or nothing. <laughs> Three years ago, when Jimmy turned up missing, I thought I was done for. I knew someone was going to figure 
out you weren't his and they throw him in jail for not telling on him so I just told them that you were his daughter as far as I knew they didn't press too hard Jimmy didn't have a record or nothing and he, you said he was your father it's why I took you in I what happened to Jimmy <laughs> What? I felt like I had to keep an eye on you for his sake and for my own. And you've been a good girl. I expect you to keep being a good girl. No more shit like you pulled tonight. Ooh, last thing I need is a girl ending up dead on my watch. <laughs> this happened to me. Over. Over the next few months, Donnie would come over when Cheryl was at work. He was always nice to me. He always offered comfort, a caress, a brief touch, crumbs for the hungry little bird. Cheryl dumped him eventually, maybe sensing that he liked me a little too much. And I was relieved, recognizing that his attentions weren't entirely appropriate. But I learned something from Donnie. I learned there was more comfort to be had for a pretty girl. Physical comfort, comfort that might be fleeting, but that would fill me up temporarily and take away my loneliness. Alright. What Joan of Arc said, sacrificing who you are and living without belief was a fate worse than death. I had lived on hope for years, hope that Jimmy would come back for me. What happened to Jimmy? Wait, hope that night, hope died, as did my sense of self. I didn't sacrifice who I was, not exactly, it was ripped from me. Jimmy's little black bird died a slow and painful death in her place. Oh, it's actually a bird. I built a gaudy, colorful blue bird. A loud, obnoxious peacock with bright feathers who, who dressed to call attention to her beauty at every moment. Oh, she's calling herself a bird. So she used to be like a black bird. And now she's like, no, I'm going to like come out here and like sex. I don't know. She was like saying physical comfort. I don't know. Um, call attention to her beauty at every moment and craved attention. But it was all just a bright disguise. Somehow we're in chapter 7 now. Okay, next. Let's go. <laughs> Gloria Oliveris, Manny and Gracie's mom, was never home. It wasn't because she was a bad mother. It was because It wasn't because she didn't love her kids. It was because providing for them meant working non-stop. The woman was born thin and five foot if she stood on her tiptoes, and day in, day out, she put in 18 hours a day. She was a maid at the same hotel where Cheryl was a dealer, but she also worked a as a housekeeper for a wealthier family in Boulder City. I didn't know if she was legally in the U.S. or if she had more family still in Mexico. She had a brother, Sal, who had supplied me with a wood a time or two, but Manny and Gracie oh. <laughs> never spoke of a father, and there certainly wasn't money coming in from another source. Okay. Alright, Gloria took her responsibility for her kids very seriously. They were clean, they were fed, and they were warm, but her options were limited. And she had to had she had had to leave them alone a lot. It wasn't a big deal now that they were teenagers. But Manny said that he had been babysitting Gracie since he was five years old. Maybe that was the reason Manny considered himself mama to his younger sister, even though they were only two years apart. Maybe that's the reason why Graciela's transformation, transformation had Manny as jittery as a crack addict in need of a fix. 
Gracie's insolence and attitude had Manny pacing the floor and demanding she come out of her room when I brought dinner over on Christmas Eve. Bev had sent home a little of everything from the cafe, and normally, Manny would have been in heaven. But Gracie claimed she wasn't hungry and declared she didn't want to eat with a slut. Gracie alone had been downright nasty to me since Brandon had showed up at my house over a month before. Unfortunately, the less interest Brandon showed, the more aggressive and determined Gracie became. Ooh, we're slut! <laughs> it's according to somebody. Okay, so now we read the summary. So, this is A Different Blue by Emmy Harmon. Category New Adult Romance. So, this can get like pretty, you know, about PG 13. Um, published 2016. Alright, you can read the first paragraph. Do you have to read that loud? Yes, okay. like an announcer. <laughs> Blue Echo Hawk doesn't know who she is. Ooh. She doesn't know her real name or where she was born. Abandoned at two and raised by a drifter, she didn't attend school until she was 10 years old. At 19, when most kids her age are attending college or moving on with their life, she is just a senior in high school. With no mother, no father, no faith, and no future, Blue Echo Hawk is a different student to say the least. <laughs> Tough, hard, and overtly sexy. She is the complete opposite of the young British teacher who decides he is up for the challenge and takes oh the God. troublemaker under his... Okay. This is the story of a nobody who becomes somebody. It is the story of an unlikely friendship where hope fosters healing and redemption becomes love. <laughs> But falling in love can be hard when you don't know who you are. Falling in love with someone who knows exactly who they are and exactly why they can't love you back might be impossible. So, would you read this book? No. <laughs> would you? No. <laughs> That's the point. To it I think Blue Echo Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks um for listening this is my friend he's come a couple times and he's going to go away so this is why you know he came to read with us but thanks for listening as always hope this makes your day yeah.